1: Hello and welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase
2: with your hosts, Rita and Mel.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to another amazing episode of Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. Today we are, you know, again... No stranger to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase, if you tuned in earlier this year, we spoke to Maoli Jr. Bonner and we'd like to reintroduce him to our um, actual show today as well. So, again, Maoli J. Bonner is a film director, vocal director, and Grammy award winning songwriter. Welcome to the show, Li.
2: Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> you are welcome. And thank you for being our guest again, because I know last time we did cover a lot of interesting topics and really insightful conversation. So we're looking forward to this interview for sure.
2: I love it. <laughs> I love it.
1: So let's look at your um, time in the, like, within the music industry, because um, that's where your career started. And you worked with people like Ariana Grande. Camila Cabello I mean can you tell us about that journey?
2: Oh geez yeah it, 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 and it was a journey it, and it wasn't the plan either you know uh, after I graduated high school uh, I grew up in Las Vegas graduated high school I came to uh, LA because I was in a boy band and I was going to be famous so I have to go to LA you know yeah. and so I go to LA I'm doing my boy band thing and I'm like years are going by, but we're still going at it. And I'm like, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna pop off any moment now because we're so good, you know. And <laughs> it did not, it did not. And I was dating, I was dating my wife now at the time. And then she was like, So what's your backup plan? And I was like, <laughs> what Backup, backup plan? plan. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm in a boy band. You're welcome. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, and so she was like, Yeah, well, you need a, a something more stable backup plan. And I was like, I mean, if you want to get me into something on the side, you're welcome to, you know? And so she put a resume for me together and, and, uh, and it was with teaching voice and whatever else. Cause I grew up, my mother was a vocal coach. Yeah. And so I grew up singing. I knew the voice and how to make someone sing because my mom, we had no choice in learning. We had to learn. And so my wife, put, or my wife now, this resume together and put me out into these classes i was teaching third graders i was gosh 23 and i was teaching i was teaching these third graders how to clap on time is this okay everybody good johnny like that it was just like a nightmare i was like what am i doing with my life i'm in a boy band this is not you know and so i was doing that and then that job Led to me teaching at another performing school with older teens, and then that school le- led to another school that was like these, you know, up and coming stars that really wanted to make it, you know. And so one thing led to another, and then there was this reality show that was looking for an on-camera vocal coach, and it was uh, it was actually a show called um, uh, Dance Wars. It was. Have you seen um, Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Carrie Ann and Bruno started this show. <laughs> And they wanted to do like singers and dancers and get them to be able to compete against each other. So they, they tried this show out. And so they yeah. needed an on-camera vocal coach, and so I auditioned for it. Or they came to the school, saw me teach, and like, yeah, you're the guy. I'm like, cool. So it so that was the beginning of of my career that way. It all kind of happened within that year of my of my now wife, who had me t- teaching third graders, and then I was, you know, now the vocal coach for reality shows. Amazing. so that was the beginning of it yeah wow
1: so what happened to the boy band then yeah. I
2: mean... listen we're still gonna we're, we're going at it's pretty strong now. <laughs> 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 i you know I, I had to let it go pretty pretty quickly after that because at that point now i was working pretty heavily and yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and making money working and i and i did realize like oh we've been doing this for like Six years, it's time, you know. And so, and so we're still really close, but but I, I continued on teaching and you know, reality shows after six or seven of those
3: yeah. and
2: and helping other bigger shows, you know, like you know, you hear shows American Idol, the voice, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Then it became independent labels uh, who had artists and they wanted me then to turn their performers into like A list type performers. Exactly. And that kind of became my niche.
1: That's right. brilliant. So, I mean, kind of going back a bit with, you know, I mean, part of your bio, you mentioned that you can actually turn non-singers into singers. How does that work? Because I'm thinking of getting some lessons. Like, you know, <laughs> I am definitely a non-singer. Listen,
2: listen, I'm telling you, you know, it. what's so funny is like, yes, anyone can sing. It's like a muscle. It's just a muscle. You know, there's some people that never played this sport before, but then after training, they become very good at it. It's just, it's like any other muscle in your body. You can train it, develop it, coordinate it. And so there's been artists that have, you know, I don't want to call people out, but there's artists that I've worked with that started off tone deaf. Like literally, our lessons were, da, da, da. Can you hear that note? Uh uh. No, no. Da, 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 uh, uh no just tone deaf <laughs> yeah. and so for, for the first few weeks it was that and then we began doing vocal leases and developing their voice a couple of years later they made it big and they're a big star now wow. you know right and so it's it it doesn't mean that everybody can be a huge star but everyone can learn to sing
1: yeah yeah okay that's amazing so there's still like,
2: okay oh you're <laughs> excited oh, yeah. right.
1: but I think it would be I think it would be the practicing I think that will start annoying Mel just being like oh I'll just, sure, get, sure. I'll just get my uh, my headset just uh you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> soundproof the walls at least sorry yeah
2: no. so noise noise cancellation <laughs>
1: yeah. brilliant oh that's amazing so obviously you know kind of switching from vocal coaching and then obviously you moved into filmmaking what was that transition like
2: goodness that that one was it was a whirlwind because i did it so quickly so i was you know doing film like in in, with with the first film that i did his name is green flake you know after writing the script we were shooting the film three months later so it was it wasn't this development of time and studying the art it was not it was like you know, herding cats. Hey guys, yeah, it's happening. Come on, come on, come on, come on. No, 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 No! you're in, you're in. Yep, we're gonna be going in two months now, one month, come on. So it was just herding people until we're about to shoot. It's time to go. And then I realized the day before that I was the director and I was like, oh no, You YouTubing, you know, when to say action, when to say cut. And I'm like, oh goodness. Um, But I realized when I was on set, I was comfortable and I didn't, I was like, oh wait, so I, I know this directing people, you know, having teaching someone to give their most authentic performance. That's what I do in music. And so it, it was very natural to make that transition into doing the same thing with actors and getting them to be their most natural self um, with, with artists. And you think of your big stars, you know, what I try to do is make them believable, you know because us as audience members, especially after these reality shows, we're all judges. Mm. We're all like, mm, true. no, you know, we we do, and the the best artists in each of our lives are the ones that connect with us, not necessarily the best singer, but it's something about them that you feel connected to.
1: You know, yeah, it's true. yeah. It's true, definitely, yeah, yeah. It's about the energy of the person. So, sure. Yeah. So, what would you say is the difference in terms of the music industry and the film industry that you've noticed?
2: Well. With the music industry, there's, there's less pieces of the puzzle,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: so, so you can be a fantastic artist and you connect yourself with a great producer and a great manager and you have a pretty good shot of doing some good things. Nice. You know, with film, there's just so many pieces, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, a, it, it's really like, it, they're, yes, they're both a puzzle, but they, you have your 12 piece and then you have your 200 piece puzzle. And so with film, it's that 200-piece puzzle that that each piece matters, you know? And so uh, in music, I find that uh, someone can start from from nothing and get to something very significant a lot faster than somebody in film.
1: Yeah, yeah. What do you say would probably be, would, yeah, was probably your most challenging part when you were kind of working on His Name is Green Flake? I'm throwing it out there. Oh.
2: You know, oh gosh, I'll say this. I'm a nice guy, you know? But I'm also not. I am, I am, have no <laughs> There's a problem, lo-
0: <laughs>
2: you know, cause the, cause, because I am married to the project. That's yes. who I'm loyal to, you know? And if someone is preventing the project from being the best it can be, and you're the director or you're the producer, you have to be able to cut that person away from the project. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and and because I want people to feel good and do good, um, it is difficult to let someone go. And so I had to do that a couple of times on set because I realized, listen, we're shooting this thing in less than two weeks. If I lose a day or two days because someone is not capable of doing what we need, I've just ruined the film because I want to give him another shot. There were no second chances on his name as Green Flake.
0: Yeah. As
2: soon as I realized, okay, I don't think they're going to be able to do it, I had to let him go.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank
2: you. And the next day, somebody was in, and so that happened a couple different times, and that was difficult. Um, yeah. yeah, but but same, but with music, you know, I, you know, I've had to do the same thing, you know, with working with tours for artists. You know, one time there was working on a <clears throat> on a a Fergie. Tour and she needed the background singers, and um, we had these background synth- singers, and we sent them all the music, and we're going to have a few rehearsals, and then we were off and running. Not a lot of time. Yeah. Background singers came in. One of them didn't have their stuff memorized. Great singer. Before we even got started, I had to let her go yeah. because if if she couldn't come in and hit the ground running then I'm not correcting her talent. I'm correcting her work ethic and I can't do that, you know? And so letting people go is the hard part.
1: It is, it is, definitely. But do you think, um, obviously, having had to do that, it's developed you as a person as well, you know, because there is that emphasis, okay, being nice, being supportive, but at the same time, having to be almost ruthless as well, which has developed you as the talent that you are, the person that you are.
2: I, I think it helps. I really do. I, I think I think there's also a trust that gets built by those around you when they believe that you're loyal to the project, that you will do what's best for the project. Then they too want to do what's best for the project and for you. Yeah. yeah. You know. So it, it 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 has developed me to be able to do what needs to be done. Um, and finding the best way to do that is also important because I, I don't want anybody leaving embarrassed or feeling like oh they're not good enough. You know, but doesn't mean that they fit everything. There's just not a fit for everyone.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And all different, you know, yeah. projects are always different. So it could be with that particular, it was not for them at that particular time. But exactly. Timing is, a, a, you know, it's got a lot to do with that.
2: Oh man, I, I can't tell you enough, you know, and, and just because it didn't work for this, they still might be the best focus puller out there, but not for the shots I'm shooting.
3: Exactly. Or
2: the the best makeup artist out there but not for what I need you know
1: yeah, yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah. cuz you're working on quite a few projects within like in re- relation to the film can you share with us a Ooh. bit about those
2: yes yeah, sure so you know halfway well not halfway at the end of the film you know and I'm thinking this is it I'm going to be rich, it's it's the best film here and best film there, thank you Lord, I see it, I get it, yes, you know, and, and I realized then we were going to go celebrate by a monument and take a picture with the cast and crew, and because a monument, because the lead character in the film is a pioneer hero, he did yeah. some incredible things in American history, and so I just assumed that this enslaved pioneer was being honored somewhere, and when I found that he wasn't, um, That's when I realized what was driving me because I didn't know why am I pushing so hard at this? Why is it so important? It was that he is represented and others like him, other enslaved um, Americans who did incredible things for our country needed to be honored and weren't. And so right now, all of the proceeds that come from this film are going towards building a monument to honor them so that their family, their lineage um, can be recognized and so that others who are doing things for the first time because we're all pioneers in some way, but we can look to others and say, wow, I can be like them. I'm represented there. And so that's a big project right now It's building a monument to honor Green Flake. Um, and then the second um, thing that I'm working on is I've, I've been reached out to so many um, groups from Africa. And so I'm gonna be taking uh, the film to Africa and doing screenings uh, throughout Africa.
1: Oh, great. It's that sounds amazing. so exciting. Yeah. And, um, yes. Absolutely. Well, you know you've got our full support yeah, on that, definitely. so whatever promos you need there, Just let we'll us know. be putting yeah. the word out. Um, wow. But, so, I mean, yeah, I know on your journey towards this project now, you've had some real special sort of miracles and uh, people that have kind of passed you by that you've met. Um, can you share with us a little bit about that story with uh, some special people that you met?
2: Yes, so gosh, uh, you know, there's been miracles <laughs> the whole the whole journey, really, yeah. um, and, and it just continues. and. The most recent was, um, you know, there in in the church that a green flake, who's the main character in the film, the church that he was a part of, um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or you may know them as the Mormons, the Mormon Church, this big church, right? He uh, to do this monument, I needed their support, and um, I didn't know how I'm going to get their support. How do I get to the people at the top. Uh, but one day I was just walking um, after, uh, after eating lunch one day, and I saw one of the apostles in the church, there's these 12 apostles. And I'm like, I think that's one of the apostles. And I, I go up to him and it was, and I talked to him about Green Flake and about what the film is and, and what we're doing. And he was like, okay, okay. You know, well, um, write me a letter. And I'm like, a letter, we're here now. He's like, well, I need an official letter so that I can move forward with what you're talking about. I'm like, okay. So he tells me where to write the letter. I do that. And that was it. we took a selfie at 5.32 and that was it. The following week, I was back in, I was in the, the same city, not the same place, but the same city. And I was just driving. And I was I was looking at this picture of all of the apostles. There's 12 of them. And I was like, I think that's another apostle. It looks like, and he was again just walking. And I looked across the street and there's this like secret service type guy, like walking parallel with him. And I'm like, oh, that's got to be him. So I go up to the guy and I'm like, hey, um, Elder Gong. And that was the apostle's name. He's like, yeah. I was like, can I walk and talk with you? Sure little secret service guy's freaking out like, uh, I'd like it across <laughs> the street. <laughs> so I was like, my time is limited, let me. Yeah. So I, I, I talked to him and tell him about the film. And this is a week later. Um, in the beginning, when I first talked to the first apostle, Elder Razband, he didn't know much about what I was talking about. The next week, that guy knew, this elder. No. And he was like, um, yes, heard about it. Yes, the film, Green Flake, that's right. And this is, he was telling me what we have going on and what's happening next. So I was like, okay, so they're talking about it. It's incredible, okay. And I was like, well, you kind of blew up my elevator pitch cause you know everything. So um, I guess we'll just take a picture. And I took a picture and I looked at it and it was 5.32. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Wow. 5.32, 5.32. Wow. And I just thought that was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So the, fol- the following week, uh, six days later, it was a Thursday. And I had, and I don't know how spiritual those who are watching are, but I am, like, I believe in divine intervention. I believe in a higher being, you know, and feeling guided and directed. And so I had this feeling that I needed to be in Salt Lake City, and because that's where, that's where the, uh, the church, like, was established, really, when they, they migrated across country. They went to Salt Lake City. I felt like I had to go to that city at 532, the next day to meet someone. And I was like, what is that feeling? Why do I feel like I have to be there somewhere? So I, I got down on my knees and I prayed and I was like, Lord, do I have to be there? Do I have to be some?" And it was like, I felt like I needed to. And so I said to my God and I was like, well, Lord, um, I will go, but tomorrow, mm-hmm. I could, but not, to, not tomorrow, not Friday, Saturday. Cause I, I told my wife she can work and this can happen and whatever else. And I decided that's what I was going to do. The next day came, Friday came, and I'm making lunch for my kids, doing what I had to do. But that feeling didn't go away, that I needed to be there at 5.32. And I was like, oh, man. And I realized that that would have been the first time that I didn't act on that gut feeling, that Mm -hmm. spiritual prompting, that whatever that feeling is that makes us think we should do something. This would have been the first time I didn't act on that with this film. And that scared me. Because everything has moved so quickly. So I was like, oh, I, I need to just do what I'm supposed to do. And so I call my wife, tell her to come home or ask her to come home. And she comes home. I'm booking my flight as I'm driving to the airport. So I'm driving and booking a flight on my phone as I'm driving to the airport. It's a 143 flight. I get to the airport at 143 and I'm late. I missed it. And I was like, well, at least let me go in the airport. So I I did what I was supposed to do at least, you know. And so I go into the airport and uh, Delta person says, what flight do you want? And I'm like, oh, the uh, uh, 143 to Salt Lake. I missed my, uh," he's like, it's delayed. You can make it. Oh, oh, okay. So we hustle through, we get to the airport. I land in Salt Lake. It's 5.05. I call my Lyft. I get in the Lyft at 5.18. And now we're driving into Salt Lake City. It's pouring rain. And I'm like, come on, come on, come on. We get into the city, 5.28. And I'm looking around and there's nobody out. I'm like, what is, maybe Utahns just don't like walk in the rain or something. Because there's nobody out. And I'm like, how am I supposed to meet somebody? There's nobody. I'm like, is it the Uber driver? Is it my Lyft guy? Is this who I'm supposed to? You know, so I'm like, "Uh, can you let me out? And so he lets me out. It's 5.30, and I'm just in the city somewhere and walking, and then I'm like kind of freaking out, and I'm like, wait a second. The other two times, I wasn't looking for someone. I wasn't searching for anything. I was just where I was supposed to be, and so Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm here. I felt I should do it, and I've done it, and that's what's most important. 5.31 comes, and I go, and I get under this big tree to get some shade from the rain, yeah. and I'm just standing there the only one outside and I'm kind of like almost laughing to myself like this is so crazy <laughs> but I'm here yeah and then 5:32, and I'm like okay and then a car pulls up about 50 yards from me and I look down and a man gets out of the car and he stands under a tree just like me he just stands underneath the tree and I was like huh that's interesting and he's just standing there and so I was like okay that's that's him so I approach him and I was like hey, um, my name's Molly. I made this film, his name is Green Flake and ah, we were just talking about you. And long story short, um, this man is the presiding bishop over the church. The presiding bishop oversees everything. He oversees all of the buildings, all the monuments, all of the entities that are owned by the church and um, he is the last piece of the puzzle that I would need to
3: Lazy. talk
2: to Yay. in order to make this monument happen and so 532 three weeks in a row I met all of the people that are a part of that division and it was like a miracle and so yes that is a, so, a special in, incredible situation but it has been happening throughout the whole way oh, yeah. you know and so for me what what that's taught me is that if you just do what you feel in your spirit in your gut you know because there's got to be some of that it can't just be checks and balances there's got to be intuition that you're following and going after when you do that then the next piece will make itself um evident to you so it's great yeah, yeah.
1: amazing yeah because it's all about what you put out into the universe and and that yes expecting back and- yes yeah. It sounds like also that making the film as well, it's like there's that purpose to making it and then the doors have opened even more for you to continue the, the journey, journey with yeah. the film. And, and and as you said, you know, just being led by these miracles that are happening. And it's just like since making it, because you could have easily said, okay, this is this has come to me. I'm not going to step in the director's shoes. I'm not going to... You know because I've not got the experience you could have easily shied away from that but you didn't you opened yourself up to the challenge and then you continued the journey and it's all of these yeah, it's all and, yeah, yeah. now all open because you made that choice and
2: yes and to, to your point that you know I I can't tell you how how many the doors they look closed as I'm as I'm running because I'm running I, yeah. I just don't have the patience to walk. So I'm always doing something fast, you know? And so I'm like going and I'm like, that door is closed, but that's where I got to go. And as soon as I get there, boom, something happens, the door's open, that's you right. know? And yeah. so to your point where with the universe, it responds to us. Yeah. Because- so when we're moving in that direction, things start to open up and align with us. But if mm-hmm. we sit and contemplate and overthink and, well, maybe not, let me think and wait and prepare. You know, yes, there is preparation. Yes, there is thought that goes into it. But the action is the most important part.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that that's faith, isn't it? When you take the action. Boom. Exactly. That's there we fair. go. So inspiring, Maui. Honestly. Always. Always. <laughs> Every time we oh, have man. a conversation. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, his name is Green Flake. This movie obviously is... I mean it's such a it's a touching story it's happened in reality it's uh you know your heart was so connected to it and making it which also led to you winning best director what was that feeling like when you won that award
2: oh I was terrified actually I was like oh no they've messed up <laughs> and now they're gonna, like gonna come to my house and like take an award from me and it's gonna be so awkward I'm like, or maybe they're watching the wrong film, oh no. Like, I, I honestly, I, it's, I haven't even gotten, still gotten to the point where I'm like, yes, yes. Because the way I shot that shot, yeah. Because the, what I, my vision was that, you know, I don't have that story, that director's <laughs> yeah. responses to the you know, and so I, and I'm so critical you know it's it i to the to the bitter end you know it's always cleaning fixing cleaning fixing okay it's gone you know okay on to the next thing i haven't had time to really celebrate anything mm-hmm. so hearing the 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 feedback i was worried that they're watching the wrong film or i'm going to be they're going to out me you know and so i realized okay they've seen the film the film is good you know I did a good job, and so that just gives me confidence uh, to push the film harder, you yeah. know, because you, you you never really know as, as a creator how good it is until the audience responds. Yeah. You may think you know and feel you know, but until somebody else gets to see it, that, that's the real eyes. The
1: yeah, definitely. yeah, well, definitely. Congratulations, well deserved. Such an amazing film. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, you've recently wrote a children's book with your wife. Tell us. About yes,
2: yes. So that was awesome. That was last year. We wrote that book. You know, we have two little ones. We have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, and we we wanted to talk about, you know some of the things that are going on now in the world and their worth and um, uh, their acceptance um, before any of those feelings of questioning it came about you know um, uh, we might have been a little bit late to it my son was looking at a picture of angels and it was all angels that look the same same skin same hair yeah, it and awesome. it's a beautiful beautiful painting but then he was like where's the brown angels yeah are there brown angels and I'm like of course it's brown angels and he's like i don't think so because he's looking and he doesn't see them and i couldn't find something with children especially being underrepresented um that can leave them to feel well gosh do i fit in am i good enough and you know and that can start at an early age them feeling that way and those who are represented as represented as the majority can look at somebody who's different and feel like do they not fit in? Are they not good enough? It's not, yeah. So it's it hurts all, everyone, yeah. and so I, I realized that um, my wife and I that we needed to create content for our children to talk about our differences: boys, girls, brown, tan, white, black, you know, and oh, and how beautiful yeah. those differences are. And yeah. we are still all siblings. We're all children of God, all here on this earth, trying to figure yeah. it out yeah. all together, you know. So. It's Awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, you just kind of telling us more about this. I mean, again, if you think about our previous generations before us, they're not used to seeing content with so many different cultures and backgrounds and skin tones and all the beauty that the world has got. So it's if anything, it's there for the children. But it's also nice for the adults to see. Actually, now this is now being it's being pushed. It's more accepting now. We're trying to change the world as best as we can. So, you know, thank you to you and your wife for going in that, stepping in that direction because it's very inspiring to a lot of people.
2: Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Uh, We do realize the need for it for for adults and children, you know, and I I think adults, uh, parents, aunties, uncles, like we want to be able to make sure that our little ones are exposed to all cultures, you know, because as much as, Uh, we don't want our child to run into a situation where they feel like they're getting picked on because of their differences. I think equally as painful is having some little one that you love being the one that is doing the damage. And nobody wants that for their child. So it's a tool for us all to help our children on both sides.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also as they grow up, they will become parents, they will become grandparents, that they can share this with their children and you know the younger generation so just by starting that yeah Yeah. definitely any plans for more More books books.
2: well you know so this first book is called a child of god and um we're already talking about doing more um books together uh you know my guess is there's going to be a number of books um uh and we may just spin off of that title a child of god but uh, we know that it is something that's needed, that's wanted, and that, and that is safe to have in the home because I think a lot of people are just worried, you know, like, wait, is this good? Is this, you know, and so it's something that is um, safe for any home, you know, safe is, I, see, I use the word safe because we don't know what other people teach in their home, yeah. um, but any home that wants goodness and unity, it's for that home. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: What was just a sneaky question? What was it like working with your wife on this project?
2: Oh, it was so hard.
1: <laughs> it was
2: so hard. I'm like, goodness. I'm like, so how about this line? She's like, well, no, I'm thinking... Because if we, if we change it to this, I'm like, yeah, but she's like, well, go ahead and do it. You're the writer. I guess. Like, no, 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 babe. You're, it's an equal thing. Well, it doesn't seem very equal because as soon as I just told you, I'm like, okay, so, you know, so It's marriage. It's, it's marriage. But it's, it's awesome. She's an educator. She, you know, she, she's also a therapist. And so she's got the, the, the words and the direction and sensitivities that I don't, and I've got the rhyme you know so (laughs) it's it's a really great combination
1: amazing Uh, it sounds i love the way um you both complement each other because in that sense like just when you mentioned your journey in the music industry how it all started from the boy band situation moving into like teaching as well she was she was a good support for you and Mm. you know guided you through that you you know I, i think that's beautiful to have in a in a marriage for sure
2: Oh man, it's everything. It's everything. Like she, you know, she she does a great job of of saying the things that need to be said, and then her not saying that certain things. You know, yeah. you know, especially early on when I'm celebrating things that are like good for my ego. Like, oh, we're getting on. Oh, great. That's that's awesome. I'm like,
1: and then silence. What, what,
2: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound
1: silence. Hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: no she's like no 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 that, that's good for you i'm like okay okay yeah good for me and i'm realizing like you know the boy band thing was feeding my ego I'm not thinking of my future my children my whatever yeah. and just her her delicate way is, is so good for me so good for me so i i love the idea of having a partner and those who aren't married having that sibling having that best friend someone who can just be honest with you but you know they love you and they trust you and you trust oh, them.
1: Yeah, yeah we've you know. definitely got that down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, you're obviously very inspirational. Very. But what inspires you to keep going? Yeah.
2: Gosh. I mean, if I'm being honest, I I really love helping people. It's just it's my guilty pleasure. I just love seeing being able to help someone realize their ability yeah, you know something that they're trying to do and I can help them get there or something um, that they want to do and if, if I can help them be better at it you know it it really feeds me and so I think that's why in the music industry it's helped me so much it's been a great match for me because you know even though you think of these big names the the Katy Perry's the Fergie Ariana Grande Kesha these yeah. these artists that I've worked with they're just regular folks that happen to make it yeah. so they have the same insecurities yeah. that any anyone has when they're singing when they're performing and and to watch them develop and get stronger and gain confidence it does it's everything to me and so as long as there's people who want to be better or do more than they're doing then I have a place to feel fulfilled because that really feeds me. And um, I found that when you're serving other people, the best of you comes out, yeah. you know, like that's when you're like doing your best work when it's because you really want to help this person. And so um, I'm hoping that it just continues. I keep running into more people Definitely. that want to do better and are willing to do the work um, because uh, they'll, they'll do, I mean, I'll, quick stories, like there's an artist, um, gosh, I didn't, it's just, it's just tough with artists because it's like, do I say their name or do I mm-hmm.
3: not? Yeah, um,
2: uh, okay, well, there's one Kesha and uh, we had, do you guys know the singer Kesha? Yeah,
3: yeah we do, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, 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 so, um, you know, we, I was called in to help prepare her for her shows, you know, and get her in shape and ready to be able to sing and do everything she had to do. Um, And, you know, she was a partier at the time, super partier. And I told them that when I show up, make sure she's got a sports bra and some running shoes because for her, and it's different for every artist, we were going to be running and singing her set. And working on her breathing and all of these things. Yeah. And so I, I I get there to her place and and she doesn't have any of those things. And I guess she wasn't aware. So she's got no bra and flip flops. And I'm like, uh, well, we have a workout to do. She's like, that's fine. She kicks off her flip flops, wraps her arms around her chest, and we start running. You know, and and we worked out pretty hard. And I pushed yeah, her to yeah. still till. I pushed her till, you know, I say, you're going to throw up or cry. And I, I warned them ahead of time. I yeah. said, and I don't deal with fake cries. So it's a throw up or it's a real cry. <laughs> and she was willing to do that. And so uh, I love that. Um, when see, I love seeing artists that are all different, but what seems to be the, the thread that seems to go across them all is that hard work. is that they'll just do what needs to be done so it's not because they're the best singer when you look at these artists you're like really them they made it
1: Mm. their
2: work ethic i guarantee you is it's so good so good that's the common thread with all of them
1: it's that willingness and it's like here you work with me and they're like yeah I, I can do this just throw me in it and I think that's the most important thing about success is that you're willing to throw a hundred percent or two hundred percent of yourself into that which is so important
2: mm. yep regardless of your fears because the fears are going to be there like that's yeah. that goes without question mm. so you're going to feel uncomfortable you're going to feel like you're not good enough all those things yes so now let's do what we got to do and so it's a matter of are you going to do what needs to be done despite all those feelings
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, we may have obviously answered this in what we've just discussed, but what would you say is the one thing that is holding a lot of filmmakers and singers and songwriters back from actually going for their dreams and, and doing what they love from what you've seen and what you've experienced?
2: Okay. Well, it's, that's a tricky combination because it, it, it's a combination of not knowing what they're best at mm. and not loving what they're best at sure. and so you could be a filmmaker um, that didn't realize that what you love is writing you know mm. but you're pushing so hard okay I've got to make this film and you don't either have the energy or the act the outgoingness to to talk to people and say this is what I need to get done but you love the writing process and you think that you're the director and maybe you're not. Mm-hmm. Or you think that you're the director and you're actually just an artist. You wanna be the cinematographer. You love looking at the beauty of the shot and the lighting. And so just narrowing down, what is the specifics that I really love about this project? And if you pour your energy into that, odds are that's what you're actually best at. And so that way you're not spending spinning your wheels in an area that isn't, your skill set where you're not strong there. Um, it, it, this is, you know, one thing I tell uh, performing artists, the singers, is, you know, you lead with your strengths, yeah. your strengths. And then we, on our own time, we develop your weaknesses. You know, so we're going to be working your voice and you're going to be cracking and breaking and hitting bad notes because we're going to be getting better and stronger. Just like you're at the gym,
1: you're yeah. running on
2: the treadmill and you're tired and you're sweaty and you're sloppy. You don't stop because, oh, this isn't cute anymore. That's when you're pushing to burn those extra calories and whatever else. Yeah. And so, and then when you go out in the world, you put on what looks great as you develop your body. Yeah. You know.
0: Sure.
2: So and so, we have to make sure that as we are developing ourselves in whatever creative space that is, we don't just do the things that we're mm-hmm. developing. Well, because I I I I want to make a film now. I'm going to be directing people, or because I want to make a film, I'm going to be the writer. You may not be the writer keep writing, keep working on that, but what is your specific skill set, so I think that's what holds people back, is not knowing what they're best at, Mm. and then not loving that, what they're doing.
1: That's really interesting, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that, because you know, again, we can always go through like the generic stuff that holds people back, but this is really nice and specific, so I think this is gonna get the viewers thinking it's definitely gonna get me (laughs) thinking like i'm already (laughs) thinking about what am i actually doing but yeah so i think this is amazing i mean you've mentioned a lot of advice and tips um you know to our viewers and to anyone that is aspiring to become a filmmaker or a singer or um within the music industry is there any other particular advice you'd like to offer or share with our viewers
2: um well, I'll elaborate on our last thing. Mm. You know, early on, I don't know if you guys remember the group. Um, okay, well, Camila Cabello, Cabello was in a, a girl group with Normani and yeah. The Harmony. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Right. And I kind of had to have the same conversation uh, with them because when you're, when you're in a group setting and, you know, Normani's doing a turn in the splits. Well, I want to do something too. It's like, wait, wait, you just want to do something? You want to do what she's doing? Or Camilla Cabello is doing this awesome run. Why are you giving her all the awesome runs? I want to hit. It's like, okay, but you're great at singing the high notes. And so what we don't want to do is just because other people are doing it, we want to do it too.
3: Yeah. yeah. And
2: then we look the fool because we don't look good or sound good doing what we're doing because we just want to do, they, they're doing this shot, so I want to do this shot or they're writing the, the jokes, so I'm gonna write the jokes. What are you best at? Mm. Because exposing our weaknesses, that takes away all the attractive, I, I use the word sexy and I hate the word. It's like, it sounds like a grimy word, sexy, yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's just, I don't know a better word, but it's like, it, 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 just imagine like there's this sexy man that walks in the room, right? And the women are like, oh my goodness, and then he just, the music comes on and he just starts, yeah. Are you guys doing <laughs> yeah, you know, right? like that? Right? Right, right. So now it his, just his keeps going further down and further <laughs> yeah. down. And then he just starts trying these things. Or maybe he's coming up to you and shooting these lines. Hey. And you're like, Oh, man, <laughs> so you were so, so cute. cute. Yeah. yeah. You were so cute. Right. So <laughs> it's like we all have an opportunity to be the best of what we are. But as soon as we start doing the things that we think we're supposed to do, we lessen are sexy, what makes us attractive, what makes us good, what makes us great. And so you want to lean into your strengths and develop your weaknesses on the side in your room. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like my (laughs) sister.
2: Did you get that sister (laughs) on the side in your room?
1: (laughs) Out on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh no, don't do that. We have a rep. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. I mean, what's so great about that is a lot of us feel that we, you know, okay, I've got this thing. I really want to do it. Just run with it. And yes, that that's good. But at the same time, like you're saying, is Hold on, what is your strengths in this and focusing on that? So it's also, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but almost like taking the time to really connect with you and your passion first before actually, you know, making sure. Yeah, yeah, really narrowing down what is it you're passionate about and taking that step instead of just wanting to follow what everyone else is doing.
2: Or at least be open to, um, the process while you're doing it so say you Um, are doing multiple things because you need to
1: or
2: or 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 want to but at least during that process yeah you can step aside and realize like okay I really loved this and obviously I did this part really well Mm -hmm. you know that's that's the important part so even if you're in a position where it's like well I gotta get it done you should be able to after that project look back and say ah this is my strength, Yeah. you know? And for me, what I realized is my strength is not in directing. My strength is not in writing. My strength was in herding cats, was in people. Like, oh, I can gather people and galvanize them to to do their best. That's a skill. Mm. You know, that's something that if you're making a film, you'd say, Mali, I need a team. And I don't have these things. And you trust me to know that, I'm gonna get people that are gonna be coming in ready to work.
3: Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, and I I realized that that was my strength. Mm. And because I was able to get good people on board, it makes me get best director and I get pat on the back. You know, it makes me best film, not because I had these skills, because my skill set was in bringing in the right people and allowing them to do their best on set. So that was my skill. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah. So that reflection, awesome. That's brilliant. Oh, Maui, we could talk to you yeah, forever, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, it's always sad when we have to say kind of our goodbyes and, you know, end the show. But I know. before we do, like, where can our viewers find out more about you and also about the projects that we'll be working on with regards to his name is Greenslake and, and the monuments?
2: You know what I'm going to need to do? I'm going to need to update my website, maulib.com. So M-A-U-L-I-B.com. So that's where you know, my music stuff is, and film, it was just a moment that turned into more than that. And so I'm going to be adding that onto my website um, uh, right now at greenflakemovie.com. That's where you can find out more specifically about that film. Um, But those are, are the two places and spaces. Thanks for asking that.
1: Oh, oh, no worries great. at all again now yeah, thank you so thank much you. for your time yeah, again you're going to yeah. leave us <laughs> with with and we're going to have some real good discussions about oh, yeah. what we spoke about i think right okay let's get pen and paper and start looking at our <laughs> own strengths and weaknesses <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: you know what's funny okay i'll say this listen uh there was there uh, there was a guy i was just working with and he wanted to have a sit down with me and say like hey what can i do how can i do what you're doing because he wants to work with pop artists and whatever else and um his personality isn't that it it kind of rubs people a little bit the wrong way but he's a a great hard worker and so what he didn't realize is that what he does great is putting together a show not necessarily dealing directly with the talent but putting the show together and if there's joy in that for him that's where his strength is and so um, now he has to decide like anybody who's listening now, you're gonna have to decide, am I gonna be okay with not being able to be the director? Am I gonna be okay with? And if you're not, then do what you wanna do, but just know you're sacrificing how good it's going to be. And if you're okay with that, go for it. And if you're not, then find that space, find that space and find people that you trust because you know there's a lot of hate out there. So it has to be a circle of people that yeah. you trust to yes. be able to identify those strengths and weaknesses.
1: Mm. amazing I think we're going to have to have a consultation with yeah you're going to have yeah. to yeah. Put another business together Malia, <laughs> oh I'm and...
2: already invoicing you I'm already invoicing yeah. you, you <laughs> <said. I> just...
1: <laughs> Brilliant. thank you once again Malia yeah, and we amazing. wish you all the best with all of your projects and just keep doing you yeah
2: thank you so much guys great talking with you,
1: you we hope you enjoyed the show stay tuned for more Rhyme Entertainment Showcase
2: After months of reviewing thousands of documents and conducting hundreds of interviews behind closed doors, the House January 6th committee hearings are underway. Tune in to C-SPAN as committee members question key witnesses about what transpired and why during the assault on the U.S. Capitol. Get the hearing schedule on our website at cspan.org and watch our coverage on the free C-SPAN Now app. Or listen on your smart speaker by saying play C-SPAN Radio. C-SPAN, your unfiltered view of government.